You're listening to I Love This, You Should Too with Samantha and Indy. be like riding a, a big horse. Let me see. I'd rather ride a polar bear. That seems, they're so vicious though. No, but it'd be my friend. And we'd go into Arctic battle and we would fight the puffins. Didn't you already read a book about this? No, oh, I think that's Golden Compass. Yeah. All right. Welcome to... I love this. You should too. Well, that worked out well. That did work out well. Let's finish each other's sentences more often, just like this. So what I want to say next is... How much you love me. That's that's it. Oh, that that's good. <laughs> it's funny. When, um, when this podcast was kind of in its inception, I thought like, well, let's not talk about anything personal. Not talk about where we live or anything like that. It's just movies. I was all hardcore. And now I'm like, hey, so we ate this for dinner. (laughs) We're so casual now. I think that that gives us like accessibility and personality. Yeah, that's it. Not unprofessionalism. No. Yeah. Anyways, my name's Indy. This is Samantha. I'm Samantha. We have this podcast. It's the one you're listening to. It's called I Love This, You Should Too. We take turns showing a movie to the other person, something that they haven't seen or maybe wouldn't like or have some sort of preconception about. That's what you're listening to right now. Sam's going to tell me. Sam's going to tell me what I'm going to watch next, and I'm very excited. Who knows? What could it be? Could it be some fluffy wedding rom com? Could it be some fluffy wedding rom-com? Or could it be a terrible musical? Could it be a cartoon from her childhood that she thinks holds up but really doesn't? (laughs) Nobody knows! That's the mystery. That is the mystery. And the fun of the podcast. Yeah. As we hopefully introduce you to things you may not have seen. But before we do that... Uh, what have you been watching or reading or listening to lately? Uh, well, lately I've been listening to a podcast called Two Girls, One Ghost. It's, I feel like I would love this podcast. I think you would. It's. Um, I really like ghosts for you, those of you out there that don't know. So recommend all those ghost podcasts. Uh, so it's two no, girls. No, I just want, I like ghosts. I just want to meet them. Oh, you just want to meet them. Yeah. Okay, well, that's not what this podcast is about. Okay, well. So it's about, uh, it's two girls hosting with a ghost. Oh, the titular two ghosts. Two girls. Two girls, yeah. Um, And they um, discuss different paranormal stories. I'm only like maybe six or seven episodes in. Mm -hmm. But they pick a theme every week. So this this theme was traveling ghosts. So they talked about um, like reincarnation and how, like, it doesn't really make sense with people who claim to be reincarnated because they could be from thousands and millions of miles away. And they told the story about this little kid, and I'm going to get it really wrong, but he um, was six years old, and he kept telling his parents about um, his family on Bora. And they had never heard of it. Apparently, it's some little island. Um, and... Uh, he had a Bora mom and a Bora dad, and there were lots of children around. He said he had this dog. It's like a black and white dog. And um, 
the family like actually took him seriously and they took him to this place when they realized it was a real place it was a place they'd never talked about it was a place that they'd like never even heard of the parents so they're not sure how he would have heard of it and um they did research and it turns out that the family did live there with that last name like he knew his dad's name and he knew like a whole bunch of facts that you wouldn't know unless you went to like to the heritage center on this island. So it was really interesting to hear that and like how it all kind of clicked together and stuff. That's really cool. I'm not sure if I've heard that same story, but yeah. I've definitely heard a really similar one where a child knows things that they couldn't possibly know. And he's six. And they know all the intimate details of someone's yeah. life. And then they actually met another. So it was, I think they said it was like 50 years past Mm -hmm. when he says he lived there and they found one of the children who lived there at the same time because it was like this big compound kind of farm area so there were multiple families living there and she like corroborated a whole bunch of his story and said I've never met this kid but he like is telling a part of my childhood that I remember. And I think also when I heard that story I'd read something about that there were some certain cultures that accepted this Mm -hmm. and people from another family like a child from another family would be honored in this other family as their grandfather yes so they're this person's child but also like hey you our grandfather's in you too yes which is like pretty cool that would be fun i imagine my my grandma would be this like little five-year-old chinese girl and be like oh grandma (laughs) that'd be pretty cool But Two Girls, One Ghost, everyone go listen to it. There's quite a few episodes out now. I think there's something like 80 or 90 episodes. Uh, So you have a lot of, like, binge listening that you can do. Mm. Does the ghost ever talk on it? Um, So they have some, like, funny technical difficulties. Like I said, I'm not that far into it. But they have the ghost on their website, like their podcast website. And they were like, we don't know what he does, but he just shows up sometimes. So they have like technical difficulties and like, because I don't think they live, they don't record together. They record over like Skype or whatever, FaceTime. And um, so sometimes they'll freak themselves out because they record late at night and it's dark and they're like video chatting. And you know how like the screen can be really grainy when you're video chatting in the dark. Everything looks like a horror movie. Yeah. So and then they get super freaked out and they like freak each other out. It's really funny. I like it. I once used to host this radio show when I was in university. Snaka Ikanorsk. 88.5 on your FM dial, but number one in your heart. Aww. That was my little thing. Actually, I don't even remember if that was the 88.5. Whatever. Was this um, in Norway? This was in Norway. Okay. And uh, we had a haunted soundboard one day, and it was during our Halloween episode. <gasps> That's scary. And by haunted, I mean, I think we were hungover and didn't know how to operate it. <laughs> I wasn't operating it. And no, I, I don't think the host should but, also be operating yeah, the sound. But Brody, board. it was your fault if he's out there listening. Brody, it's <laughs> always Good your guy. fault. If you yeah. didn't know, Indy has lived all over the world. Yeah, I've lived in a lot of different places. It's fun. So, Indy, what are you, what are you listening, watching, loving right now? Um, lately, I've been really into Haruki Murakami. Uh, Murakami is a Japanese novelist, and a little while ago, Samantha and I went on a trip, and I read his novel, Kafka on the Shore. And when it came out in, I think it was around 2002, a few different people told me that, hey, you should read this, it's really good, you'll love it, and I just never got around to reading it. And now I read it, and 
I don't know. It might be one of my favorite novels ever. Ever? I just loved it. You're a person who has read a lot of books, too, it, so I that's am, really yeah. saying something. It's definitely the my favorite one I've read in, me, in recent memory. Hmm. But I liked it so much that when I finished it, I was very tempted to just start it again. I was about to start it. I actually got like 30 pages into it over again. But then I realized that I had a very unique gift because how often is there something that you love, like a band, an author that you've never heard about and they have this giant back catalog? Oh yeah, because you were saying you've read four of his books now. Yeah, so he has, I don't know how many novels, 16, 20, somewhere around there. Wow. And I've never read any of them. So I like this one so much that I just thought, like, I'm just going to start at the beginning. I'm going to read every one that he's done. Hmm. And he had this one, it started in, I don't know when it was released, maybe 79, Mm -hmm. somewhere around there. But it was his first novel. And his first two, a lot of people say, ah, they're no good. Don't worry about it. Don't read them. But I'm kind of a completionist in many things. I'll watch everything of something that I don't like if I've started it. So I'm definitely going to read everything in something that I do like. So I read uh, Hear the Wind Sing, and then Pinball 1973, and then A Wild Sheep Chase, Mm -hmm. and they all had the same narrator. And then his next book that was in that story was a few novels later, so I skipped a few and read Dance, Dance, Dance. I just finished Dance, Dance, Dance today, and it's the last book by with that narrator, and it's kind of, I'm kind of bummed out. It's like you're losing a friend when that happens. Yeah. Yeah, and especially when you've spent, like, that much time and this person kind of grew up through these. In the world, yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of the earlier stuff with this narrator was kind of based on his life, too. So I feel like it's kind of autobiographical, but I don't know how to describe these books without making them sound crazy. Because they sound like straight-up fantasy, but nothing in them is fantastic. Everything is, like, really stark and grounded in reality. But you'll have... um, the spirit of sheep taking over people. You'll have rooms in hotels that are just darkness. And then like the sheep man lives on that one room, but the sheep man was really a partial ghost from this other friend and people can just disappear and not in the sense like, Oh, it's a missing person. It's just accepted that sometimes people just blend into walls and no longer exist. It's accepted that sometimes you'll see the ghost of somebody, you know, who is alive now, but you're seeing their ghost as they were as a child and you can have an affair with, like somebody from a different time, even though you know them now. And it's not set up as something like fantastic. It's just, this is how this world is. Interesting. And the most um, interesting part of all of this is his novels didn't start out being fantastic in any way. They started out as being very realist. Like there's just a guy and he has a relationship with a woman. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. And that's kind of all that happens. The more you read of him, the more surreal these books get. And to have this one character who started out in his stories were just about him drinking with his friend. And the crazy thing that happened is once they drove through this park and they crashed a car. Then you get into parts where a hotel is existing in multiple times at once and a right-wing leader is possessed by a sheep. And it all just seems just as real as the other part of it. Interesting. Anyways, I highly recommend all of them, but so far, Kafka on the Shore is my favorite. So who is this author again? Haruki Murakami. Haruki Murakami. And he's still writing, so I'll still get more stuff from him. Wow. This is like your comic book that you love that has like 700 issues. Oh, yes. I uh, I picked up Attack on Titan just a year ago. And then I was 
lucky to find out that in even in the book size, there's 30, 30 books of it. Yeah. So I only got caught up with Modern Times just last week. Yeah. Or actually a couple of weeks ago before weeks. I started the Murakami. So I'm finding all sorts of great Japanese things that, because I guess I hadn't read a lot of Japanese stuff. So there's good stuff everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, the, only, the last time something like this happened was when I was 20, when I discovered The Who. I didn't know The Who before then. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my God, it's so good. And there's so much of it. And then you just kind of stop when the late 70s happened because who needs that stuff? But man, The Who, they were great. So I gave you like nine recommendations. It is there. nine recommendations. I feel like uh, I have to throw another one out there. But yeah. Um, I've been really into a true crime case about Israel Keys. I've listened oh. to a couple different podcasts about it. <laughs> Israel and, Keys, what a piece of shit. Yes. <laughs> oh. I, but I, I think it's really interesting because like I listen to a lot of true crime. I think you listen to less true crime. Yeah, I'm kind of sick of You're it. Kind of... I, I'm interested in it. Yes. I really am. And I remember recently we're talking about how I'm done with true crime. And then I listened to this podcast called Criminal. And I was like, oh, okay, when it's well done, <laughs> yes, I still like when it. it's well done, true crime. But I think it's really interesting because it's an ongoing case. Like he's on trial now, I think. Oh. Or he's about to go to trial. Like they have him in custody and he's really manipulative and really like awful Mm -hmm. what a piece of shit yeah um but i've listened to three or four podcasts do episodes about about him and about the story and it's really interesting how um the tone of the podcast really kind of it changes from podcast to podcast but the fact that he is such an awful human being is still the same so you, you're surprised that no one has a take on the serial killer. It's like, you know what? He's Pretty not a good bad guy. guy. <laughs> no, I'm not surprised about Although that. now, like, there's a lot. I think that's one of the things that I started really disliking true crime podcasts. Cause, because they'll be like, well, although he killed people, look, he's kind of good looking. So he can't be that bad, right? <laughs> there's funny. a lot of that going on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I don't like that. I don't like when people romanticize yes, and there's serial killers because these are people who did awful things mm-hmm. and admitted to it in a lot of cases and you know what they're capable of. And the only reason you feel safe doing that is because they're dead or they're in jail or whatever. But yeah. I don't think that's ever okay. Yeah, there's there's so many instances now with killers, with school shooters where they get these huge fan clubs and that's yes. that's pretty fucked up guys be better <laughs> be better yeah i mean i understand that there's like someone out there for everybody but like i don't think that you need nope. to if go if you're a serial killer there's no one out there there's for no you there's no one for you yeah <laughs> i don't think i'm being too harsh in saying that serial killers shouldn't have true love it shouldn't have love yeah um so a couple of the podcasts if you're interested um true crime bullshit is all about israel keys it's a it's kind of um oh it's a whole season on israel keys it's really interesting um last podcast on the left see that's did a one two-parter that i introduced you to and i really i really like those guys it's a lot it's a lot I of like fun their newer stuff yeah when they started out, it was really rough, but they've gotten rough. they've gotten much better, and I like them because they also do like spooky ghost stuff. Yes, you I know do how like, I like spooky the, ghosts. I like the the change up that they do. Yeah. So you'll like have an episode on a murderer, and then you'll have an episode on aliens, and then you'll have an episode on this like weird paranormal stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I like Lost Podcast. Um, and then the other one is Jensen and Holes, the Murder Squad, which is. Uh, a newer podcast. I think this is only episode 11 for them. 
But they uh, are different, Jensen and Holes, because they are using the internet to solve crimes. So there. Now I feel like I've made enough recommendations to catch up with you and all, like, all of the books you just told everyone to read. Yeah. So let's get into the main part of the episode where you tell me what we are going to watch for the next episode because it is your choice. But today it's a little bit different. Yes. Because I already know what it is and we're recording this well in advance because it's something that's going to take me a long time to watch. There's some homework involved in this one. Okay, so why don't you let everyone Um, else know? So you're going to watch seasons one through seven. Of Game of Thrones. Yes. I've seen one episode of Game of Thrones. So what do you know of Game of Thrones? I actually know people who work on it. Do you? Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Because some of it is filmed uh, in Alberta here. Yes. I think there must, So I think there must be mountains or like snow in it mm-hmm. because that's what we have. Yes. I think it was more filmed in Alberta for the wildlife. Oh. Yeah. Oh, there's animals in it. There's animals there's in critters. it. There's critters. Do they sing? No. No, you really had to think about that. Though. I feel <laughs> I like that's a thing you would that. either know if they do or they don't. So you've seen the first episode, so I've I can talk about that. I've seen the first episode. We watched the first episode together. Mm-hmm. So what I know is winter is coming. I know that's a thing. Yes, winter is coming. Um, so here's what I think Game of Thrones is going to be. Okay. I think I'm going to like it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to love it. Okay. I think everyone loves it in the same way that everyone loved... Inception. When Inception came out, people thought it was the greatest movie ever. And it's a good movie. It's a fine Mm -hmm. movie. There's nothing wrong with it. But I think it is a mainstream movie that did some slightly complex things. And since mainstream audiences aren't used to seeing that, their minds were blown. Right. I feel like... Game of Thrones is going to be, it's it's hugely popular it and is successful. It's hugely popular, So yes. it's become mainstream. Yes. And mainstream audiences aren't used to seeing things that don't fall into very narrow conventions. Mm-hmm. So one thing I do know, I don't know who, actually I do know one person. I know that main characters can die in this show. Yes. And that's something that most audiences aren't used to. So it they're like, quite this regularly. is amazing. Yeah. When in reality, it's just like, yeah, that's fine. So during the first episode, mm-hmm. Samantha told me that Jon Snow dies. I, I, yeah, I. So I was I'm like, oh, this guy's spoilers. This guy is pretty cool. And then you're like, oh yeah, but he dies. I was <laughs> like, oh, well, thanks, thanks for that. But so hopefully he dies within the next two episodes because I don't want to like grow attached knowing that he's gonna die. I think that I'll like it, but ultimately I'll say the things that people love about it, there's other things that do it just as well. It's just True. that this is what people know. I agree. I got I got into Game of Thrones late. I think I had to watch three and a half episodes or three and a half seasons before I was caught up. Mm-hmm. So I also had to do a whole bunch of homework when I started watching it and I kind of binged it. It was on one of the streaming platforms at the time. And so I just kind of played it like in the background while I was doing stuff at yeah. home and whatever. I think I was in school at the time too, so um, I had a little bit of extra time on my hands. I felt the same way you did. And I think a, th- like a friend of mine was really into it. She'd been watching it since the beginning and she'd read the books and she was just really into it. And I had a hard time getting into it as well. Until you really grew, like create a bond with the characters, you, it could just be any show with lots of boobs and murder. Boobs and murder? Yeah. I didn't know that. 
<laughs> well, now I'm into it. Yeah, so look forward to that. Yeah. I kind of feel like the thing that people are most passionate about of the show is just to find out what happens next. Yes. It's less of like, there's this amazing actor or this amazing yeah. character. And it's more like, I want to see what happens yes. next. They do a really good job fair of and legitimate. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's going to be more like that. And I just don't have like a big history of shows like that where I just want to keep watching because I want to find out what happens right. next. I feel like I'm more forgiving with novels that do that, where mm-hmm. at the end I'm like, I don't know if I liked any of these characters, but you just keep reading because you yes. want to find out what happens next. Yes. And it's a big show for spoilers. Like it's it's um, almost impossible to go online the day after an episode is aired or even the evening an episode yeah. is airing. And not see spoilers. So this is one good thing about it. Because, of course, like, I have Facebook. So you see everything about Game of Thrones constantly. But during that whole time when they came, when people would spoil things, I didn't know who any of the characters are. And you do have to know, So none of the names stuck in my mind. So I I don't know anything. The two spoilers I know are, because you told me Jon Snow dies. Yeah. And I know there's a thing called the Red Wedding. And I know, I assume lots of people die. Yeah. But I just know it's a big thing, it's, and it's called the it Red was, Wedding. It uh, was a very big plot point in the books, mm-hmm. and it was something that was very, I think, hotly anticipated by people who loved the books, and to see how they would make it happen on screen. And also, I had never heard of the books until the show came oh, out. Oh, yeah. George R. Martin? Yeah. R. 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 Martin? Yeah, I think there's two R's on there. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I said, I didn't read the books. Um, George Roberto Rodrigo Martin. I'm pretty sure is what it is. <laughs> I hope that's what it is. He's a big old white dude with yeah. a big white beard. Oh. Um, so the other thing I really like about the show is it's a really beautiful show to watch. Yeah. So they have the like people a... I know are uh, camera people, mm-hmm. so I'll yeah. tell them. <laughs> so I really enjoy just looking at the world that they've created yeah because there's nothing that is ever like why is that there or i don't understand why they would include that every little tiny detail is thought of yeah and placed a certain way and everything has a reason and it's just it's gorgeous um this show has a 10 million dollar per episode budget yeah and apparently the final season which is kind of what we're leading up to is um they have 15 million dollars per episode budget so it's a really interesting kind of show. But if you were to think about that in terms of movies, because mm-hmm. each one is like a movie, 50 million is like nothing for a, for a feature. But I guess and they don't have to build everything new. They can reuse existing sets and all of that. And but. HBO and like the showrunners have... Is it HBO? S- it's HBO. Huh. For some reason, I didn't think it was... No, it's HBO. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Of so course HBO yeah. and the showrunners have... Um, gone out and said think of each because the final season is six episodes and everyone was really disappointed about that because we want like a full 11 to 15 episode season because of course we just want it to keep going forever but they said think of each of the six episodes as a one-hour movie and that's how they're kind of framing it yeah and so um there was a rumor that they were all going to be 90 minutes but that's like an incredible amount of television to So right now in time, when we're recording this, we are before season seven has started, correct? Season seven starts on Sunday. Okay. Oh, tomorrow? No, next Sunday. Sorry, on the 14th. So right now in our real world, we are just before the beginning of season seven. And my goal is to watch everything 
and then watch at least get to the finale of season seven right. live with everyone else. Live with everyone else. So yeah. then maybe we could make the our episode come out right after that. That yeah. would make sense. That would be awesome. Yeah, because it it'll be done. We'll have seen everything. We'll know exactly and we'll what happened. We'll spoil it for everyone. And we'll be like, here's all the spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that Stephen Ludwich dies? Is that a character? No. Did you know that the animal dies? Yeah, closer. There's someone in the animal? <laughs> no, there isn't. Oh. There's there's a couple. Uh, g- you'll see. Okay. <laughs> I'm really like scared to ruin it for you now. Well, I just won't talk to you about it <laughs> at all. Because, yeah, you just, you, Samantha loves ruining surprises. Or maybe not loves ruining surprises. Loves... That makes me sound like such a horrible person. You don't do it out of malice. You want people to know what you know. So yeah. she in the past has given me a gift wrapped and then told me what's in it before I opened it. <laughs> I'm just really bad at, at like the waiting part. Yeah. You're like, here you go. It's a wallet. I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> do, I, do I need to open it? Or? Sorry. I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm trying to get better. <laughs> I don't think it's working, though. <laughs> hey, we're having a surprise party for you tomorrow. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> So I'll try not to talk to you about any Game of Thrones Okay. Stuff, and then you won't be tempted to ruin it. I try my hardest not to ruin it for you. But um I think that I think that once you really get into the characters and stuff, you'll you'll uh start to really latch onto the show and and get really into it. So this is a little different because it's not like there are a lot of big names in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. There were I think people who are big names now because of Game yes, of Thrones. Yes, yeah. Was there anyone who was big before? Like I heard Sean Bean's in it. Is he in it? Um, sorry, I'm just... Oh, he's like that... Yeah, I saw him in the first episode. Yeah. And then I know Jason Momoa is big now, but he was from this. I didn't he know was from this, and yeah. now he's Aquaman. And um, there's a couple other people uh, who are just big now because of the show. Yeah. Because all of the um, the um, Starks, the, the kind of the main family that you see in the first episode... Mm-hmm. All of their children were children when this started. And right. it's been like almost eight, nine years, almost ten years yeah, since they started this. And now all of these, like the little girls and um, the sons and um, the uh, the boy who plays the prince, all of them are now like 25. Because mm-hmm. they were like 11 when it started. I wonder how, I'm always curious to see how people age like, um, I'm a big fan of Fresh Off the Boat, the mm-hmm. TV show. Yeah. And some of those kids were, like, so cute in the first season. And now that one is huge. Yeah, He's, like, a giant man now. So yeah. maybe I wonder if any of these little kids are going to be super awkward later. I think there were a couple of people who were, like, famous, famous like, Australian or British actors. But we wouldn't have known them in North America. Mm-hmm. Unless you're, like, really into British and uh, Australian film. Um, or soap operas. Um, but yeah, I think Peter Dinklage. Oh, yeah, Dinklage. I love Dinklage. He's he's actually really good. But other than that, there's like quite a few like character actors who yeah. do like a lot of um, like makeup acting. And that oh, yeah, some people maybe I won't recognize them But all. that are people that you've seen in a hundred things. Yeah. And I know that there's a wall, too. That's a thing. Yes, the wall. Because then there's like talk of like what's on the other side of the wall. Mm-hmm. I'm big into the graphic novel series or manga or whatever you want to call it, uh, Attack on Titan. And I love the idea of a community that lives inside of a wall for mm-hmm. fear of what's out there. Yes. And some people know and some people don't. And that's a really good premise. 
I think that sets you up nicely. Yeah. And I think if you like that, you'll like the premise of the wall. Do we find... I'm not going to ask anything, actually. (laughs) Because I don't want to ruin it for you. I was going to ask if we ever find out what's on the other side, but I'm sure by the end end, we will know. How about uh, you don't worry about it? I won't worry about it. Uh, Well, I'm excited that you're excited. Yeah. Um, It looks good. Like, if nothing else, it looks very well made. It's incredibly well made. And it seems, like, well acted and well written. It's, It's got all the makings of a really good show. I think the worst it could be is just me going, well, it wasn't my thing. Yeah. I th- think it's going to be good either way. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's it's one of those shows that's like hard to deny. And if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. But yeah. it's one of those things where you're like, no, that was like a legitimately well put together show. I was hesitant to watch it first because it was so big. Mm-hmm. And people are like, you have to watch this. It's so good. Yeah. And I was living uh, in Korea for so long and I didn't have any cable television or anything like that. I could have very easily downloaded it. But I think things it's... that look pretty need to be seen on a decent screen. Properly. And I was just watching it on. I only had like a laptop over there. It's actually one of the most pirated shows in, like, in the history of oh, I believe it. television. Yeah, and I've so. seen a bootleg copy. Yeah. It doesn't do it justice because it's all pixely and like oh wait till you see my bootlegs i know we're the quality ones (laughs) quality bootlegs yeah um but no it's like last season season seven the first four episodes were leaked oh before you could easily get them so this upcoming season no this is season eight oh okay so season seven so i have to watch seven seasons yeah oh for some reason i thought there was less no so how many hours of tv do i have to watch so in order to watch game of thrones from the start of season one until the end of season seven it would be 55 hours of straight television 55 hours so i think it's gonna take me a couple months (laughs) but yeah a few months oh 55 that's yeah that's more than i thought it was if you could watch two episodes a day. I can't watch two a day. I can't watch one a day. <laughs> you could get it done in a month. Yeah. So, um, yeah, hopefully I'll be done by the time. How long is season seven going to be running for? Oh, well, it's only six episodes. So I think is they're... it six weeks. I think so. Oh, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I thought there would be more time between episodes or something. No, it's it's weekly. They maybe they're going to be really mean and do three episodes and three episodes with a break in the middle. Yeah, they should. But I don't a two month break. I don't know to that effect. All right. Well, I better get watching. Um, <laughs> we'll see when uh, when this episode comes out. <laughs> yeah, I hope you guys are um, Game of Thrones fans, and I'm sure you're. Uh, you're watching back episodes, trying to get ready for the new season. And when we do talk about it next episode, we're going to spoil things. We're not going to... No, it's, it's going to be full spoilers, yeah. nothing held back. We're going to talk about all sorts of stuff. And um, it's going to have a $15 million budget, that episode of our podcast. How about $15? What are we going to spend $15 on? Beer. Okay. <laughs> We'll get a nice growler, Phil. Nice. Um, Okay, well, if uh, you want to email us uh, your thoughts on Game of Thrones, um, please include spoilers in the subject line so that Indy doesn't open it up. Um, Yeah, you jerks. I never even thought. (laughs) No, wait, this will be just the episode before. So by the time they hear this, I will have watched it. Eh. Ha ha. Ha ha. Got you there, suckers. Fine. All you out there. 
Um, so you can email us on all your thoughts on Game of Thrones in the new season at I love this, you should number two at gmail.com. You can tweet at us and um, just emojis and exclamation points and single words are totally welcome because that's usually how Game of Thrones makes me feel at the end of an episode at I-L-T-Y-S and the number two. And also, I'm illiterate. I can only read emojis, so... (laughs) He only reads in emojis. His show notes are just emojis. Oh, yeah, so many. Just pictures. You can contact us on Facebook at I Love This You Should Too Dash Podcast, and we will see you. Do people still use Facebook? I think so. Hmm. So I'm told. Yeah, I made the account. It's everyone's aunt that's who's on yeah. Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> you um, hear her racist aunt who can tweet it or Facebook message us. <laughs> well, make sure you uh, subscribe to the podcast. Oh yeah, subscribe and like rate it wherever you are. Rate, like, subscribe. Is that what they say? Sure. Um, and tell your friends. Yeah. I'm sure your friends are into Game of Thrones. Have a little um, Game of Thrones party and be like, hey, I heard this cool podcast is going to do a, a whole series. A whole series? We're not doing a series. Well, I mean a whole. I'm not doing a series. A whole episode. Yeah. A whole series of one episode. <laughs> um, and I uh, hope you have a nice, nice day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most awkward way to end a podcast. Chocolate chip. <laughs>